Mission Monique with the weekly Melanated Woman podcast, where I release a new episode every Monday at 4.30. If you missed prior episodes, no worries. They're still available for you to listen to, enjoy, share, and subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe. You don't want to miss upcoming episodes. If you're just joining us, um, we are in the middle of a series with a Christian DJ, DJ Craig. DJ Craig is a renowned DJ on the East Coast, specifically um, and especially in Maryland, in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, But something happened with DJ Craig, and he was essentially blacklisted from local churches all throughout the East Coast. So where he was getting gigs once or twice or even three times a week, now it's only down to two to three times a year. And so activists and I sit down with DJ Craig to find out what exactly went wrong or right, depending on what your perspective is. You can connect with DJ Craig on Facebook at Craig Brower, that's C-R-A-I-G and B-R-O-W-E-R. If you want to get in touch with Ak, um, you can find him on Instagram at underscore activist, that's A-C-K-D-A-V-I-S. And of course, I am on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, it is at melanatedwoman45. Those are the numbers four and five. And Twitter is melanatedwoman. So um, join me and Ak and DJ Craig for part two. Um, I was, I was thinking you said something, you said something really good. Um, well, this whole, everything you've been saying has been good. I mean, not just, um, but what you said brought me to a thought. Um, I was, uh, recently, uh, not just too recently. Can y'all, can y'all still hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, a couple, you know, a couple years ago, uh, I told, I told, I told each in the last podcast, like I actually really thought about killing myself. Right. And, and the main reason why I thought about killing myself was because I could, I felt like I just couldn't do right, right? I was just like, man, this is dumb. Like I'm Christian, I, I love the, I love the Lord, I know this word, but why in the world, like, like why in the world does it seem like I keep doing this one thing? Like I can't stop. Like it's like, dang, I tried, I tried today, but I still went through it. One, one day, I just decided, like, I'm in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, of course, disgusted with myself, and I was just like, um, I think, and I believe it was the Lord. He was just like, well, he was like, what's salvation? Like, how are you saved? Like, like, give me, kind of felt like he was in the bathroom. He just sat, he sat on the edge of the tub and just was looking like, I mean, I wasn't in the bathtub. I was looking in the mirror, but it, it felt like he just sat on the edge of the tub and was like, you know, give me the rundown. You know, what is salvation? And I'm going through it. I'm like really going through it. And by the, when, by the time I was done, what I came to the conclusion of is, um, there is, the Lord's like, you're, you don't have, like, why are you working to get my love? You already have it. That's what like my love and, and then we think then we got to remember his love is eternal so um and it's and it's powerful it's not just like man's uh um love like we we change with the with the wind and the tide like he doesn't change right and i love the fact that he does not change he's like you, you're working too hard to gain my love you already got it now just live in appreciation for what you already got like it's almost like the, the moment it's like the moment you're the moment you start going to church because you feel like it's the right thing to do, you lost it. Mm-hmm. The moment you start reading your Bible because you feel like it's the right thing to do, 
you've lost it. Mm-hmm. Why am I saying that? Because we are to want a fellowship with the brethren because of love for them, for love for the father, love, love for the son, love for the fact that this is our family. We should read the word because of, because of love for him. Not because, oh, I didn't even get a chance to get my word today. Bro, it's to the point where it's like, if I don't really, if I don't at least get in the word, if I don't at least pray, I, I feel like, I just feel, di- I, I, I feel disconnected. Like, I, I want to know. Like, I'm like, Lord, like, moment I get up, I'm like, there's so much in a day that you go through every day. Like, whether it's you want to have a good day that day, whether you fell or not, I don't care about all that. You get up anyway and you still pray. You still get in your word. Like, why? Because it's your love for him, your love for And it's weird because when your heart changes in that way, and I'm not saying that, oh, yeah, I got it together or anything like that. Like, this is this is a place where I'm recently reaching, right? I'm reach, I'm recently getting here, right? Mm-hmm. It's like now when I'm reading the word, it's not just reading for academic purposes. It's not reading because I thought felt like it was a good thing. I'm like genuinely reading because it's like, and genuinely at least trying because I just want to know him. Like, I don't, we, we don't see him, right? You can't see God. Nobody has seen God, right? And nobody can see God, but the son interprets God or the son reveals God, even though he is God, right? But um, the moment we start to do these things because we're trying to impress people or look a certain way or even gain God's favor, we have really lost it. And I feel like that's what's going on with uh, with, with uh, certain circles in the church. It's like, yeah, they're not really about works, but they are about works. And they've taken that American mentality of being works and performance driven. They've added it to the church. We talked about that before. They've added it to the church. And now it's like, um, hey, did you go to Bible study? I haven't seen you in a Bible study or you know, I haven't seen you in church in a couple of weeks. You OK? And it's like, yeah, well, I work on Sundays now. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know. What are, you, what, are you, what are you trying to say? You know, when you haven't been to Bible study, like what's going on? Like we're, we're, we're keeping all these tabs like it's shoots and ladders. Like, no, like stop keeping tabs. It's one day at a time. So um, uh, you brought me to that point and I'm just bringing it back without going off on a tangent. Uh, the moment you start doing these things and it's not a result of love, like you've lost it. Like if it, you've lost it, now you're becoming legalistic. And in that, um, and somebody DM'd me about that and said, uh, there's a lot of people coming, they're, they're coming to church because they, they're coming to the church because they want to see God, but they can't see God through all of this stuff, mm-hmm. through all of the ministries, through all of the events, through all of the, you know, hats, of course, they can't see God. Um, and I feel like now in this, in this, in this time, because the church is uh, unfortunately, and I'm gonna just say this because I wasn't gonna say this to nobody, but because there's something about to happen, there's something about to happen, right? And let me just put that out there. I don't know if y'all aware of it. I'm sure y'all are. Y'all feel it in the air. There's something about to happen. There's something that uh, is about. There's a. There's a. There's a. Something is. Uh, something is rising, right? And it's rising against the church. And right now, because. Uh, the church is being is and and, I, and I'm guilty of it too. That's why I'm here right now, thinking like this, um, because where we've been wooed by the world in a lot of ways, um, we have been uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, intoxicated with the thought of self ambition and self love and living my best life. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and with Christ, you know what I'm saying? Like we just add him in there. Yeah, yeah, with Christ. Right, with Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Cancun and I'm going to Miami, 
right? I'm about to go to the city of sin. I'm going to Las Vegas, the city of sin. I just got this beautiful bikini, but I'm living my life with Christ. You know what I mean? Like, um, because we're being wooed, I feel like a lot of a lot of the believe a lot right now, a lot of believers are blind to what's about to happen. Like, there's we t- when we talk about the great falling away. I think you said uh, Tony from Hazakim would be, um, I guess, talking about that a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, I, um, I won't. Yeah, I won't go into it. I'm, I'm gonna let him have that. But uh, all this is playing a part in that because once that persecution finally hits, it's like this whole Christianity thing where everybody thought it was okay to kind of still live their life and have it, you know, still have it. It's going to die out. I mean, Christianity is not going to die out, but that profession. And it says a great falling away. Like this is why we're having this conversation right now. This is why uh, Craig, Craig, you're disgusted. This is why you each melanated woman, you're disgusted. This is why I'm disgusted because on the low, for real, for real, we're to the point where we, we're, we're desperate enough to say, you know what? I kind of want, I, I kind of want just God. I don't want all that other stuff. It's been too long. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there's something about to happen. And I feel like the, this, these conversations that we're having right now is bringing us to a place to of being more focused on what this is really about, um, and not concerned with all that other all the other stuff because I kind of feel like it's just distraction. So, um, yeah, if you want, I have a question for both of you about all the other stuff. Um, so you know, I, I would in the Pente- in the Pentecostal church, Craig, you gave examples of how the doctrine then influenced the practice. So what, whatever they believe about hair, and then you know, so if you have the hair, then you you, you got to cut it off, or you're going to hell, right? So I I, I mentioned earlier, and I, I started to touch on this um, before, and I stopped because I wanted to define terms. I wanted to I wanted to define doctrine. But now that we've done that, I'm going to go back. I said earlier, like in the Reformed uh, camp, right? Like they're fit, it's sophisticated, right? It's an equation: one plus one equals two. Right. Right. Like everything you got, you you have your you have your tulip. I'm asking you to help understand, help me to understand. Or in us to understand if the if if the reform doctrine is all about Christ alone, faith alone, grace alone, um, you know, and it it exalts the supremacy of Christ, the sovereignty of God, um, like if all of that is right, or maybe it's not, and maybe you could tell me, then how how is the orthopraxy wrong? Mm. How is how is how how they live wrong? Or maybe it's not. Maybe you could tell me. Either way. So, did that, 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 not, that makes sense. Not, that makes sense. No, I was okay. I was gonna wait. I was gonna let Craig. I was gonna let Craig speak. I was I was just talking. No, no, go ahead because you were in the flow and I want you to. Go. Okay, okay. Um, honestly, there's something about, and this is my answer to it. Okay, so I'm not like going off of anything. <clears throat> there's something about meeting Jesus for yourself. Like you can't be taught him. You can't be taught to be like him. Like you, there's no way to be taught to be like Jesus. Like the Bible does not say anything about um, the point of salvation. First of all, is um, not to learn more stuff. That's not salvation, right? Um, uh, the point of salvation is not to 
do more stuff. It's right. Uh, we're saved by the truth, but the truth is not facts. The truth is a person. So when you come in contact with the person, like when, he, when experientially, we're talking about Paul was on his way to uh, Damascus, right? Um, and he was on that road. He was confronted by Jesus. There's something about seeing that, hearing, it's something about reading the book of Revelation. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody got to do this, but I'm just saying like, I'm just giving a reference, like something about when you're in the book of Revelation and you read like about the one who stands in the midst of the seven, you know, the, the, the candlesticks, who has the seven stars in his hand. Now, when you read, when you read that, it's me personally, I can't just read over that and just say, yeah, and it stands in the midst of the candlesticks with the seven stars. First of all, what the heck does that look like? Right. Like uh, seven stars. Like, first of all, so you mean that that's reality? You mean that that's the person right now that's above me? You mean that that's the person that's actually like really like, like that stuff stuff. It's so scary. You have to be right. Re- you have to give him reverence. Like, man, like, you know, sword coming out of his mouth. Right. Head and hair. White like wool. I always have to make that distinction because people try to make him sound like he like he's black and it says his head and his hair was white right and of course uh, uh, John couldn't see anything else like all he saw was his face because the next thing he talked about was his feet that would make sense I would drop to my freaking knees too right so something about meeting him for yourself the answer to your question because I'm not diverting I'm going off on a tangent I feel like people aren't having a real encounter with Christ I feel like they're being taught him. Like I got so many, I came to Jesus and I keep wanting to know more about Jesus because I have problems. I'm not perfect, right? I'm not, I still deal with things. I still got things in my life that I don't want there. You know what I mean? Like every day, but I I feel like they're not coming in contact with him and instead they're being taught. The point of salvation is to be conformed more and the end goal is to be more like Jesus, but that's something that you can't be taught. It's something that needs to be, it needs to be kind of, I don't want to say beat into you, but it's kind of like, um, just like your father, I talked to a melanated woman's father, who's a dope dude. He said, and I loved how he said it, like the old man does not need to be subdued. He says the old man needs to be crucified. He needs to die. And that's something that Christ does by coming into your life and you actually meeting with him and you actually having that. So the answer, uh, the 45 minutes of my answer uh, the answer to that is um, I don't feel like people are coming in contact with they're not having a genuine experience with him like don't go to I, sometimes it's like yeah go to church for it but you're fine with being in your bedroom with the freaking you know with, with a candle or by yourself and just and just talking to him you're you're cool with that because he will show up so I feel like uh, the, the only problem with the reform camp and and you know this still relating to your question is that like um and not and when this is not about reform bashing so don't get me twisted um but any other group that kind of magnifies uh intellectualism and academics of the scriptures over a genuine you know not to say that everybody does that but that's what it becomes right knowledge puffeth up right so since that's the case sometimes knowing a lot can get you there the, the answer is um i kind of feel like people aren't they're not coming in contact with Jesus, and instead they just know a lot. Of, they know a bunch of stuff, but they haven't really met him. Hmm. 
sorry for that long answer. That was drawn out. I was trying to, no, I was trying to cut it short. I just, I just kept thinking about more stuff. Go ahead. You got, you got to get it out. And, and Craig, you? Um, well, um, I actually helped start a couple of reformed churches. So, you know, my, my, you know, my, my answer is probably going to be a little different than, than Axe, but the, um, the whole thing is, is that the re- reform, you know, re- reform, of course, is, is short for reformation. Um, right. and also it's, um, it's also like a standalone word that means a certain thing society one of the things that i like that Ax said earlier is that we we read the bible as americans and if you do that then you'll you'll you know nine times out of ten you'll lack understanding of the bible if you try to apply our modern day thinking and and meaning of words and and things like that and then and then take that as literally what things mean in the bible then you'll have a misunderstanding Hmm. Um, so uh, for example Bible, um, you have the word love, but if you don't know which love it's talking about right mm, there, mm, you don't have mm. to misunderstand. Right. Um, yeah. Same thing with uh, with the word law. It's the same thing. Mm. Love, law. Um, uh, th- there's other words that that they say the same thing across the Bible, but when you if you read it as American, you'll just think, oh, see the law. See, that's the law, and see, that's it. But if you read it in its actual language and not in a in, in your Americanized mind, Westernized mind, you'll see, oh no, the word is agape, or the word, you know, fails, or yeah, whatever. So it's like, oh, okay, there. So it doesn't all mean the same thing. No, it doesn't. So um, the the thing about the you know the today's reform is that they're reforming things to fit our modern society and not really to fit the doctrine of the Bible. And that's the problem. So, and the way that it's done is that, and and I, and I can speak on it because I helped start it, you know, um, and I, you know, not the reform movement, but a couple of churches, um, that, that, um, you know, the, 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 the main, the main number one thing was that, Hey, there, there is grace and it's grace alone. And that's it there's nothing else so you know it's grace alone grace did away with god's law grace did away with the commandments grace did away with everything in the bible and all you think you got to do is just you know have have christ and live like christ and what would jesus do and do and so okay well how do i do that right (laughs) right right Mm -hmm. okay well this is how you do it you did that's why Jesus gave you the comforter and the comforter will tell you everything to do you follow the comforter. he is your guide he is your 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 you know your instruction you're all like the comforter the holy spirit okay so now how do i know that the holy spirit is telling me something well you got to pray and you got to get in your prayer class you got to get in half <laughs> you know so it's it's always these 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 uh romantic right you know sympathized mm-hmm. uh, uh emotional mm-hmm. generalized answers mm-hmm. and you need any specifics so then what happens is is that you know the, the reform mindset the reform doctrine is okay 
let me just do the best thing that I think that Jesus and the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. And if it feels emotional, it feels right, and it feels like that I'm loving people, that's another key word that they use to, to like mask over everything mm. is, is the and it's like, no, you don't understand. Because if you really look at the definition of love and the, the way that God uses it in the Bible and everybody uses it, then you'll understand it's a specific way that you do it. And mm. if you don't do it that way, then it's not it's not God's love. It's man's love and you can't count on it. Mm. And so that 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 is the that is the reform, um, you know, like, uh, you know, I think it was mentioned that like, you know, it's, it's like do do what Jesus would do. Well, what would Jesus do? Well, the Holy Spirit will tell you what Jesus would do. So then, what do we need the Bible? <laughs> you know? Because, and, and matter of fact, when you when you look at the Bible, you'll see Jesus. Jesus says, like, um, how are you going to know? You you can't say that you know. Like, uh, of course, like if you go to anybody, I don't care what church they go to, Sunday, Sabbath, Wednesday night, whatever. You know, whatever country, if you ask, do they know Jesus? What are they going to say? Right. I know Jesus. I go to church. Or yes, I know Jesus. I tithe every week. You know, mm. you know, yes, I know Jesus. You know, I, I belong to this denomination. I'm a Baptist. Of course I know. I, I'm a, you know, I'm reformed. Of course I know Jesus. I listen to John Piper. Of course I know Jesus. You know, and it's like, well, the Bible, well, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, um, in John, in John 5, he said, how are you going to say that you know me if you don't know Moses? But the reform say is grace alone. But if I say something about, well, the law of Moses says this, well, but Jesus said, if I don't know the law of Moses, I don't know him because the law of Moses spoke of him. Why, why do we think that these things are in our Bible? You know, we have a Bible, it's Genesis, but our churches today are telling us not to read most of the Bible because it's not, it don't apply anymore. But, that, but then when you read the Bible that they tell us to read, the part you tell us to read, it tells us that it does apply. It's referencing, right, it's referencing the, it's referencing what they're saying has been done away with. Right. So it's like, and, and, then, and then the other thing is that's just like way far beyond my comprehension of why people don't understand this is that the New Testament writers and letters and stuff that we are reading the people that were writing these letters they didn't have this mm. they were just not right so what did so what did they have no bible after jesus died mm. no they were going by the old testament they were going by the law and the prophets so there was no such thing as the new testament when paul was writing his letters there was no such thing as the new testament when when revelations was being written they they, they didn't have it compiled yet you know, it was just some letters that they wrote out to the churches to say, hey, you and, and here's what the letters were. It was a lot of people don't understand the letters that Paul and John and Peter and all of them were writing. They were just writing letters to the different churches that they were setting up. that were Gentile, but they were also writing letters to the different synagogues and around that that says, hey, you, we no longer have to do this animal sacrifice thing. We, we have the blood of the lamb now. So the, the old seal of the covenant is no longer valid. We have a new seal of the covenant. This is what we go by now. We go by Christ. So now when you're being obedient to God's law and you're doing obedient works, 
you know, to, to prove your faith. Now you have the grace that is your authority and not the animal blood. Death no longer has dominion over you. Now grace has dominion. So this is the meaning. This is the doctrine of the Bible. And this is why Jesus said, if you don't know, if you don't understand Moses, how can you say that you understand me? Mm. Because Rose wrote of me. Mm -hmm. So this is this is what is not understood. And when when I'm going to a church, they tell me, and I say, "Well, what about the law of Moses? Oh, that's done away with. Don't worry about that. We're we're going to be reading from uh from Galatians." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, and this is how you know Jesus. Okay, well that's not what Jesus said, but if that's what you say, Pastor, let's go with it. I'm rocking with it. You know. So so this is this is this is the Reformed Church that I know. It's, it's it's by faith alone. It's through grace alone. I can't even remember it now. It's by faith alone through grace alone. Whatever. One of those combinations. It's by grace alone through faith alone. And, and that part is right for salvation. Mm -hmm. But for sanctification, it's 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 more it's obedience to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's what it is. And matter of fact, you can also see it in Romans 8. In Romans 8, Paul tells you very clearly, Paul tells you. He says that without God's law, your mind is carnal. Mm. If you if you don't subject your mind, your decision making, your your way of thinking, everything that you do in your life, if you don't if you don't follow God's law, then your mind is carnal. And 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 because why? Because you are not subjecting it to God's law. It's like Romans eight and seven or six or something. And then and then right after that, it says, and because you're not subjecting your minds to God's law you cannot please God. Mm. So these are the things that the Bible says. Paul saying this. So 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 why are you reformed church and 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 Craig because you helped start it. So you're not you know without blame. Why are you teaching people that God's law does not exist anymore because of grace? Mm. That's false doctrine. It's right. false doctrine. Did you go. Yeah. And, then so, and so now that's where you get all the people now. Now that's where you get this actual great awakening that's happening right now, mm -hmm. where people are, are, are saying, whether you understand a little bit or all of it or none of it or whatever, you, but one thing you do know, what you're being taught every Sunday morning, something's wrong. Right. Something's all yep. right. Yep. Yep. The key. Yep. Yeah, I... Um... I, like for like for me, it, ha it started happening for me a few years ago, right? A few years ago, like I, I just didn't. All, I don't know. All of a sudden, I have I have more questions, right? So because I didn't think I could have any questions because I'm reformed, so I already know it all, right? <laughs> um, I already I, I already know how, like how to systematically like <laughs> how to systematically talk through salvation and I know the feeling. Like, right. So what 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 is there for me to know? And then. Um, and then I, I had Mike and Tony from Hazakim come up right a few years ago and we're sitting at a table and he starts talking about the feast. Mm -hmm. Like, wait, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, what are you, but how could I not know? Because if, if I'm, you know, cause we are this Americanized new Testament church that's all it's talking about. It's not all that it's talking about, but how many references of the feast are there? And I'm just reading through it. And I never asked, what does this mean? What are you talking about? First fruits? Right. What are you talking about? Pentecost? What are you talking about? Sabbath? 
Right. You know what I mean? Like what like what what do you what does all of this mean? I never asked what it all meant. Right. And so he he starts talking to me about the feast. I'm making connections and then I'm questioning everything. Like everything. Like now now I'm like, wait a second, I don't know anything. All this stuff that I knew, this whole tulip, this I don't know anything. I don't I don't know, know how to read I don't know anything. I don't know how to read the Bible. I don't know what I'm reading. I don't know what Jesus is talking about here. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. But but oh my God, Isha, you're you explaining exactly what I felt when I first found. I was like, man, I thought I knew everything, but really I know absolutely zero. I feel the exact same way. I feel the exact same way. I, I I didn't come out the house for a long time. I didn't go to nobody's church. I ain't DJ no event. <laughs> Yo, same here. And then I was then I started looking at everybody else crazy. I said, "What do you do? Like, what? How did we strip? What happened to the Jewish culture in the Bible? What happened to the Jewish Savior? Like, what?" And so I was like, "Yo, I'm off this. I'm going to. I started going. I started going to synagogue, synagogues on Saturdays." Right, so now I'm going to synagogue. But, oh my! I mean, like it wrecked my whole entire life. Right, wrecked my soul. Wrecked my soul. So now I'm getting books, meeting Jesus at the feast. I'm reading the meeting Jesus at the feast. I have to relearn the Bible all over again. Um, I have to relearn God all over again, myself all over again. I'm looking at the church crazy. I'm mad at y'all, right? Because right. <laughs> I feel like you, you lied to me, me, right? How come y'all never told me this? <laughs> right. Like, why have y'all never told me this? And so um, I'm just struggling. I was just in this great struggles a bit, but, but I'm also, I, well, yeah, I'm pulling out my PBU books, right? I, I bring out the Torah story and I read the Torah story. For real, did you, did you have that I book? Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but I read it in class and it still didn't click to me. I'm sitting in the class. I'm sitting in a Bible college in a Bible class reading the Torah story and it still didn't click. Mm. And so then, um, so I'm going to Seder meals with the Messianic Jews, right? Not the, or, I'm not with the, I'm not, let's just clarify because I'm probably going to get more people in my DMs. Like, 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 like they was already stoning me, right? My reformed brothers and sisters were stoning me when they found out I was going to Messianic synagogue. I'm like, yo, they're, they're our brothers and sisters. Right. Like they have it right. They're the ones that actually have it mm -hmm. right. Exactly. I'm like, what are you? I don't understand what the beef. Whatever. Right. So um, I'm pulling out the Torah story. I'm going to the Seder meals. I'm 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 confused now. Am I a Christian? <laughs> do I still do I still identify myself as a Christian? I'm struggling on Sundays, right? Like I'm still going on Sundays because I don't know. Do I stop? Do I? Am I do it now? Am I part of the messianic faith? What is that? But I'm not Jewish. Uh, man, I had so many questions, mm -hmm. so many questions. Um, and and then and then fighting, right? Like being persecuted by the church. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait. So if I'm if 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 I'm saying that I'm in a place where I'm trying to actually understand my savior, my Jewish savior, and his words. Right. And, and what that means for me, why are you persecuting me? Right. Like, what's the what's the issue? You want to argue now about doctrines now? Like what? Ish. What is wrong with Ish. you? Yes. Yo. Yes. Now, now I'm not going to go into anything. I was just trying to I, I want to take this second out or five sec, 30 seconds. Sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> You know, you know, I went to IJS. 
right? Um, uh, at PBU Institute of Jewish Studies. So I went to school when, before I went to PBU, I, I, did, I wanted to know what I was a part of and, uh, you know, with the church and nobody was answering my questions. And uh, um, a Jewish dude at my, a Messianic Jew, Jewish guy at my church uh, uh, named Dan Navarro, I'll put his name out there. He said, he said, listen, you should start going to PBU. And I was like, for real? I was like, for what? I was like, I, I you know, I don't want to, he's like, if you really want to know, he was like, um, I think you need to study the Bible from the original Jewish context. So I didn't know what that meant. I'm just like original Jewish context. He said, he said, yeah, you know, they're not Americans in there, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I always figured that. So I ended up going to PBU, Philadelphia Biblical University. That's when we, um, I met you at each. I think, or I think I met you at CLF, but either way, um, if you went, but um, PBU, okay. I didn't go. PBU, okay. Uh, and I started doing Jewish studies, and just to when uh, just to um, relate to you, Craig, and to relate to you, Ish, um, it, things that I spent a, a year of my life. Every class was three hours, okay. And we not only we we studied maps, history. I'm talking about like drawing the maps and like map books. I spent like two months just on maps. And I was just like, wait a minute, when are we gonna get to the good stuff? Like, what's up with the altar? What's up with the bronze labor? Like, come on, somebody put me deep. All these maps looking at the land, right? And then we started going into history. But then we started going into these extra biblical texts like the Talmud and like the pseudo dipping graph, like all these other things, like the Apocrypha, all of these different things. And then we ended up getting to the Bible and then we crawled through it from Genesis all the way to Malachi, and then that 400-year period in between Malachi and Matthew, and then all the way to Revelation. Everything culminated up to me going to Israel, right? So at the end of the year, we went to Israel. And things did not get crazy for me until I came back from Israel, and I started going to church again. And then that's when I, I bugged out. And it was like, I didn't understand anymore. I was like, well, wait a minute. Why are they doing that? And then, you know, yeah. why are they doing this? Oh, so you mean it's, oh, so we've been calling it the last supper, but it's really the last Seder. Okay. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so we really pretty much get all of this from, oh, so that's, oh, and then it got to the point where that's when I started realizing, oh, so wait a minute. So that's not in the Bible. Oh, so I don't really have to do it. And I was bugging out and I went to one of my, um, one of my professors and I had to pull him to the side like listen I think I'm going crazy like, he's like what's wrong I'm like listen I'm seeing this I'm reading that I'm, that's not looking like that Da-da-da. he said you know what you're learning and I'm like well he's like you're learning to differentiate between what's bible and what's just good ideas oh yeah that's a good idea that we do that I'm not gonna knock you but it's not the yeah, bible yeah. but then again I don't have to do it you know what I'm saying like so I'm just like uh when, when you I'm, 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 I said it to say uh uh, to, to relate to what you were saying each when you was like like we don't we don't really you don't really get into the word remembering that these people are Jews or Hebrews you know what I'm saying like but continue my bad if you if you still remember where you were at my bad if you still remember no I was just I was just saying that like it just it it, it rocked me and you know I, I already I already had this weird relationship with Christians right um and I know I'm saying it as if I'm, I'm not. I was just thinking one. that. I'm like, let me let me clear that up real quick before I get more DMs. <laughs> right. um, I'm just saying, like, but it's true though that these are the people that I have. Re- 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 I'm, I'm not. 
<laughs> I, I mean, at this point, and at this point in my in my podcast, right? If y'all don't, know, if y'all still want to try to find a loophole and to find something to stone me for, I've been so clear. Everybody should know where right. I am at this point, mm. right? Like, I have not walked away from the faith. Right. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but Christians, right. all right, so. So um, I've, I already had like this weird relationship with 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 the church and, and Christians because I, I felt like it just wasn't authentic anyway. And again, I, I'm not saying every the universal, you right, know, right. The universal church and the universe. I'm not saying that, but I'm, I'm just saying in the circles that and in, 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 in the in the subcultures of Christianity that, I, that I've been in and some of the circles that I've been in, it just I just didn't I just didn't understand. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? Why does everybody have the same textbook answer for everything? Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, why, like right. why do you all think exactly the same? I don't understand. You know what I mean? And then here I come and I raise my hand and I say, well, what about, or can I bring another perspective? And then, and then you're ready to stone me. Mm. Um, Mm. So I've, I've already, I already felt that, right? And I was already questioning things, but I just didn't have any answers to the questions, right? I didn't have any concrete answers until I actually started to read the Bible in the way that it's meant to be read. And that's not saying I'm, I'm you know, I'm just some, some guru at the scriptures now. I'm not saying that, but without stripping the Jewish context, um, out of the Bible and without making my savior like a black or white or American savior, right? Like if I if I actually worship him in spirit and in truth, I just come to different conclusions than like what 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 I've been doing as a as a Christian, mm-hmm. like locally, mm-hmm. practically. Right. Thank you for listening to part two of our series with DJ Craig and activists. You know, it's interesting how different perspectives of the Bible, different approaches to how we interpret the Bible can cause such strong discord. And on one hand, it makes sense. If you are in fact preaching another gospel, it would, it would make sense for, um, for there to be a division amongst the body or professed believers. If you are in fact approaching the scriptures with your experiences and opinions as preeminent, then it makes sense because then you are having the scriptures to to conform to you rather than you conforming yourself to the authoritative word of God. Where subjectivity rules, God cannot. Although, objectively, he will and absolutely sovereignly rule. If we are approaching the scriptures, eisegeting the text and making it mean what it never meant before, what what God never intended it to be, then yes, there is, there is necessity for for division and discord. But if we just merely have different interpretations um, and in humility, that is not changing the original intent of the scriptures. I'm not understanding why we still can't fellowship as brothers and sisters. There's something deeply wrong there. 
where if one party feels that they have a capital on the interpretation of the scriptures and causes them to blacklist another party who 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 is not defaming the word of God that's a problem now with that I don't think that it is fair to come to such strong conclusive um, opinions on if DJ Craig should have been rightly uh, blacklisted or not we don't have enough information for that I don't have enough information for that the only way we can find out is to keep listening to keep talking and keep seeking to learn from one another so until next week peace